that way. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to Living Your Juiciest Life Ever, where we have amazing conversations with women and men that are coming from a place of self loathing to self love, from self less to self full from living someone else's dream to stepping into who it is that they are, truly are and that they living, they're living in that full expression of their juicy or they've come from a place of, they could have come from a place of extreme trauma, accidents, all kinds of different things, but finding their way. And like this brilliant woman that I have on my show today, remarkable, woman. Her name is Deborah Jensen, and she is truly a phoenix rising from the ashes. She suffered a very serious car accident that resulted in a major head injury and, of course, trauma and excruciating pain. As if that wasn't enough, she also carried the burden of much childhood trauma with her. But Deborah did not give in. She did not only survive, but she has healed and now thrives. As a result, she helps others to heal from their traumas and their anxieties. She was one of the first to say that the brain could regenerate, and she was met with much resistance from our traditional systems in the world. But now we actually call it neuroplasticity. That's pretty remarkable. She is also a co-author of an international best-selling book called The PTSD Compass. It's number one bestseller in three countries, as well as it's achieved number one in three categories. And that's growing as more and more people get to see this book. The popularity and the rising in the best-selling categories is amazing. So it's uh, top in mental health, in holistic health, and neuropsychoimmunology. She might you might have to explain that a little to to, uh, to myself and the audience <laughs> today. Deborah lives a joyous life, living pain-free, contradictory to what the X-ray imaging says should be the case. She truly believes in mind over matter. And she is the founder of an alternative center called Your Focusing Center, where she is on a mission to let people know that anything is possible and to begin to teach them how to change their mindsets in a way that will truly support them. So she helps people with all kinds of issues around trauma and anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, which there is much more of in the world than we actually realize. And so she is serving the world in an amazing way. So welcome, Deborah. I am so honored to, for you to, have, to, to, to join you. us today. Thank you. I am so honored to be with you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy. That's just great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And she's got so many stories to share. So we're going to begin with our first question. Again, 
this podcast is all about this whole self-love piece that gives us our juicy life. And because it is our nature to nurture, we often put ourselves last. And it takes crisis very often for us to make that shift. So, Deborah, maybe you could share with us when you were in that space of giving too much to others and neglecting yourself in the process. Yes, um, I was always over excelling and I made really good grades in school. I was even jumped grades in math and science, <laughs> mostly math. And um, I went on to be a professional singer. And so I was on the stage a lot and had to put myself out there in a, a big way. I also beha- became a conductor, part-time conductor, opera conductor, as a matter of fact. Um, and I excelled in my business over and over and kept, you know, rising to new levels. Got a, one of the things that happened was that um, I was part of a team which received a national award from the White House. For wow. Our, uh, abilities and so forth. And um, so it just went on and on and on, which I was, I was very proud of. I thought, wow, this is great, you know? (laughs) And then someone was reading um, about the things that they had accomplished one day, and then it happened another day to another person, they were telling their accomplishments. And I thought, oh my gosh, well, I better not say anything because my list is long, (laughs) right? But What I was finding was that I was accomplishing all these things, but I was feeling empty inside. Mm. And it felt like I was, I wasn't, I know I was getting a lot of acknowledgement, but at the same time, I felt like I was not getting acknowledged and at least not to the degree that I thought I should be acknowledged for the things that I had achieved. And I was just working and overworking and more overworking. And then one day, suddenly I realized that, wow, this was, uh, it was a pattern. It was a pattern that had developed from my childhood. And I realized that um, the way I grew up, um, you know, God bless my parents and everything, but my mom didn't really want me. I was kind of a surprise. We'll put it that way. Very much a surprise. And I think she was very depressed. So, you know, kind of giving her a a pass because it's hard to be a parent. But um, out of that, um, because her, most of her focus, really almost all of her focus was on her other children. And it became very clear to me early on that I was not, I was not favored. And so I just really felt like I was very unwanted and I was never, never enough. I could never do enough to, um, you know, make her see me, make her hear me. Um, I was always trying to overachieve and finally get her love and acceptance. Mm. And it never really happened, right? 
but I didn't realize at first. It took me years to realize that that's what had been happening. And I was just, you know, wearing myself out. I think actually she did enjoy telling her her friends about my accomplishments, <laughs> but it never came to me. So, wow, you're like the greatest, you know, I just really love you. But what I really wanted was, I just love you for you. You know, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to sing on stage. You don't have to go out there and conduct. Um, you don't have to do any of that. I just love you. You are enough. And I just didn't get that. So I tried to manufacture it. And I realized that, that that permeated every area of my life. It also permeated my uh, my business, my marriage. Um, it was a good marriage, but I was always racing to see how much I could do to, you know, excel, to like be the best, be the well, best and that's, wife ever. And there's yeah. never, ever enough when you're seeking externally right? So you weren't coming from that place of self full. And it's, I mean, you were a child, right? And if you started out your life feeling as if, you know, um, you weren't loved, and you weren't validated, uh, there wasn't a sense of safety or security in that. And so you were seeking to create some kind of safety, security, love, validation, And then nothing is ever enough. And that's a really, really big point because Mm -hmm. this is not an uncommon thing for women. I mean, each of our journeys is definitely unique, Um, uh, but a very, and a very uh, big thread that runs through is that we are not enough. And that is this act, this Mm -hmm. taking action outside of, uh, you know, from outside, which is what leads to burnout. Because we're doing it from an empty place. We're trying to fill ourselves from the external as opposed to from the internal. Exactly. Now, did you find, did you find when did you, so when this was before your car accident. And so um, did you have some realization in your twenties around that to, to have a shift or when did that happen for you? Well, you know, that's really interesting because I read every self-help book in the world, I think, practically at that time. I'm sure that's a little bit of a stretch, you know, but (laughs) I knew that there were really problems (laughs) and I knew that I was had really been suffering and um, I was trying to find the answers, but I never really found the answers. And I never really found the answers until actually after my accident my car accident. And the interesting thing was I had to just to survive that accident because I was told that I would, my life was over as I knew it is what the doctor said. I was 28 years old and they said, I should just get used to it. Even though they, I had some really good doctors and they were really nice, but that's literally what they said. And then finally a couple of doctors came forward and they said, you know, we, we really like you. We want you to go seek alternatives. If you can believe that in 1979, long time ago, because they said, we can't help you. We can't help you. We want you to stop spending your money (laughs) because you're just going to spend all of it. And we still can't help you. 
So they were the ones that su suggested that I seek alternatives, but I did find some answers uh, for my trauma, my anxiety, my head injury, you know, all the things that I was going through. And that is what saved me, not only from that accident and brought me back, but it's also what allowed me to suddenly be able to do, I say suddenly, but it's, I finally had some tools that yeah. I could work with uh, on my childhood problems, challenges. And I also realized that my, I thought anyway, my childhood challenges were actually holding me back somewhat from healing, um, even with my other injuries. Mm -hmm. uh, and once I got you know, some of that healing going and got really clear about what was happening. Everything got better. And um, as one of my, my clients says these days, she talks about, um, you know, she thinks there are all these external problems, but what she realized was just like you said before, it's all an inside job, you know, it's all here. So when we feel really great inside and I'm getting chills on the inside as I'm saying this, when, when we address this, then whatever's happening out there is still what's happening out there, but we are in much, much better shape and we're feeling joyfully and calmly and, you know, whatever the thing, however we want to live, that's coming forward and is more powerful than what's happening outside of us. Oh, and it's so easy to forget that. So easy to run through life and just be busy. And it's right. It is the most important work that we can do is to build, right. you know, our connection with the higher self, our connection with God, our connection, you know, knowing that there is something greater than us that we can receive exactly. and be filled through. Now, it's amazing. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think everybody has some kind of childhood trauma. And, you know, even if it's small or they think it's small, it, it sets up those patterns for later, you know, for mm -hmm. being seen and heard and feeling like you're enough. And when you, let's say you do have that childhood problem, those childhood problems, then you have those patterns and you keep, like we were saying, you keep striving, you keep doing, and you keep trying to be seen, you keep trying to be heard, you keep trying to be enough. And when, when you finally are enough, you're just enough. <laughs> you know, you can be out in the world and people are accepting you mm -hmm. and you're being seen and you're being heard. And, and it's just amazing because suddenly you're getting recognition it almost feels like you're not even you're not even striving for you're it. not trying it's, anymore you're doing, <laughs> right exactly right you're, you're coming you know, from a place you're coming from a place of giving as opposed to trying to get right right and, it's and so then it naturally so, creates that circle right right yeah so so you're just it's like, you're just sitting in there and all these things are coming to you, <laughs> you know? And of course, you know, I still work in my business and everything, 
but it's a lot easier. It just, things often come with ease and grace and it's amazing. It, it just seems effortless a lot of times. Amazing. And it's just because this is full. This is yeah, full. For sure. And my, and I my call that the juicy, that's the juicy that place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that a lot. <laughs> juicy place on the right program today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. It's a match. <laughs> so when you went through that journey, I mean, that this is a mass, I mean, massive journey. I mean, you went through, okay, my life is going to be over as it was. Then you went right. to seek alternative right. and you began to focus on yourself. So um, what were a couple of the things like, you know, when you have those aha moments that are so big, it's like seeing dominoes fall, mm. you know, like when mm -hmm. you see, like when, when you have a, a realization and all of a sudden you can see all these different pictures of your life that are connected to that thought that really wasn't very workable. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So maybe yeah. you could share some of that because in your healing there must have been these incredible challenging times and these incredible awakenings oh definitely yeah i remember one day i was working on my trauma just trauma in general and and that's when i suddenly got this idea that wow wow yeah I know why I have been over excelling um, all this time. I know what this is about. And it was just, it was clear as day. Mm -hmm. It was like someone gave me the picture of what was happening and spotlighted it and underscored it. <laughs> it was just like there. <laughs> Uh -huh. No, it's that knowingness that um, is this intuitive, I don't know, cosmic knowingness, however you want to describe it. You just know it. You know what it's related to. You know everything about it and how it has interrupted your life. And then what did you do with that? Well, because I knew the tools that I know. Okay. Um, I immediately went to work um, getting th through, well, first of all, recognizing the emotions that were at the base of that and what my perceptions were about that from my childhood. Mm -hmm. And then also because I, I knew that was a big problem, right? Because I had suffered through it, but also I know how to change beliefs quickly and easily. So I, I knew that I had some really negative beliefs that I wasn't enough. So I changed my belief to, I am enough. And I changed some other beliefs too, Okay, that would be, you know, interrelated so did, with that. What did you find as a very powerful tool for that? Was it affirmations? Was it tapping? Was it, what did you, what, what kind of a tool, what kind of tools did you use? Uh, well, remember I overexcel, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. So, <laughs> so, I did it all. 
<laughs> That's all to say, yes, probably everything you just said, plus more. <laughs> when when people say they ask me these days, what you know, what is my background? Um, I just kind of tell them a little bit, but there's so much really because I first of all I studied this for myself first. And so I probably use like 30 different tools or more, something like that, more than anybody wants to use, right? <laughs> but it, it actually is wonderful for me. Um, and, and it works, we'll just put it that way. And then also have my own program because I found out that I am an innovator. Um, and I found that out through bringing myself back from my own head injury. Um, you know, that was something that, that was not supposed to be possible. And, you know, I think I have this, I don't know, direct channel or something. Uh, and so I'm very grateful for that, but for some reason, my brain seems to be able to create new things. So that's, that's what I've done. Um, you know, Gift. use, um, questioning tools. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just use, I use all kinds of things, including, I think everything you just said. Um, but it is a gift. It is a gift and I'm very, very grateful for it. And so I kind of combine, I guess that to answer your question, I kind of combine everything. And mm -hmm. since there are so many tools from which to choose, it's really nice for me because I know that this tool works really well in this area and that other tool is faster in another area or works better. Another tool doesn't work at all in a certain area. So I kind of just pick and choose. Wow. Everything is good somewhere, but not everywhere. Right. Do you work, uh, so, do you work only in one-on-one -on -one or do you, are you doing some group programs now? Um, I've done group programs in the past and I'm about to start more group programs, but right now it's one-on-one. -on -one. Okay. Mm -hmm. And do you have any recorded programs that you also share? Ones that you've done in the past that, uh, you've, that you're repurposing? I'm working on those as we speak. Mm -hmm. yeah. Perfect timing. So I will have some of those out. Yes. Perfect timing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because, um, I've had so many people ask if they can work with me and, and there's so many people that really need help these days. And I'm mm -hmm. only one person. And that's why I'm really working on getting these programs out to people um, so that they can have, you know, sort of a mm, self-directed uh, trip through the knowledge that I can give them. And they can help themselves first if they need more help then you know, great, they can come to me, but I can get to many, many, many more people that way. And what I've seen out in the world these days is that people need this so much mm -hmm. more. They just desperately need to know. It's unbelievable you know, how much trauma two. there is, especially after the last two years, there's been like a global trauma that's been created. Right, for sure. Yeah. And even, even before that, um, I think people have a definition of trauma. They think that, you know, they have to have been robbed at 
endpoint or something like that. But actually, that is a trauma, but there are many smaller traumas that people suffer um, and they don't realize that it's a mm -hmm. trauma. They just think it's, oh, it's a bump in the road and they can get through a few of those bumps, get over a few of those bumps. Like maybe a move might be traumatic for a child or you know, from one place to another during a certain year, especially if they're really vulnerable mm -hmm. uh, or some other thing might, we might regard as small, but it depends also on if the person is particularly vulnerable or um, you know, if it's, it's just a, there's a lot of stress in their lives at the time as to what can tip the scales. And sometimes it looks like nothing, but it, it means the world to them and it really knocks them off balance. Um, so people, I hope at some point people will realize that sometimes the smallest things can really be regarded as trauma. Yeah, uh, and, and then they, it creates patterns and roadblocks. Exactly, yep, for sure. Yeah, yeah. that can be, you know, they could be eliminated so quickly because the tools that we have these days are so fast at getting through trauma and, and anxiety and getting to the, the, the difference is getting to the root cause of whatever's going on. And it, it can be done quickly. And that's, easily. This that's is a fabulous hard. key, couple of keywords, fast and Sorry, easily, you said? Easily. Uh -huh. And quickly. Yeah. Yes. This is not therapy. It's not traditional therapy at all. Traditional therapy doesn't really work that um, well. Well, <laughs> I can't say I never really have had it, but, but I hear what you're saying. Um, I'm, of course, partial to this because I see what it does for people every mm -hmm. day. But, uh, and also for myself, people um, who like close relationships, people that just are getting to know me and they, they get to be my friends and so forth. They, I don't know why they're astonished that I do all these things for myself, <laughs> but of course I do because I believe in it. I mm -hmm. do all these things for myself when I need them. Um, I know the value and I know that it's, um, again, it's, it's more energy work and mind, mindset, mindfulness types of work um, and other things because I do um, like everyday brain integrations because I learned some things um, having to come out of my own injuries mm -hmm. that actually supported my brain and so forth. So it's a, it's a this <laughs> really kind of interesting collection of things that sure. I do, but mm -hmm. it, but it's, it's, um, fast. It's just amazingly fast. So I know you want to get it out to more people. I just, it's a, a question popped into my head and, and that is, is have you ever thought about teaching people to be able to help the way you do so that you can multiply your efforts? Like creating yes. like a certification course for like a train the trainer kind of thing. Right. Yeah. I, I've been asked by people for years if I would train them and I just didn't know how, because there was so much 
um, and I just didn't know how to train them. Mm-hmm. And recently, though, it seems like it's going to be a lot easier to yeah, train Yeah, because you're honing, right? So You've been honing and, and making it so that it's more cohesive and, and, and because exactly. the tools have, you know, we've evolved, right? So the tools have amplified. Exactly. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's sure. exciting. Yeah, I'd be interested sure. in knowing more about yeah. that. Thank you. Well, thank you. As I, I tell people, when I started this work, and, if, and you know that I started it for myself, basically, to get through horrible injuries, um, from that point to this point, it's a whole different ballgame. There are so many more wonderful tools these days. Some of the old tools are still amazing, but with all of the tools available these days, it's uh, the national tragedy is that people don't, don't know these tools. They don't know they even exist. They don't even know they can get through you know, trauma. They can be taught to get through trauma or anxiety or you know, those things as quickly and easily as they as is possible. That's the tragedy. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can actually maybe share a couple of those <laughs> tools at the end, or we can, you know, connect people yeah. to you so they can find out whatever that might be. Uh, I know I certainly would love to know, and I'm sure the people, the listeners would also love to know some of these <laughs> things, you know, that would be very exciting. I'd like love to hear some new types of work for sure. Oh, another breakthrough, Deborah. Uh, so yeah. can you share a story of a breakthrough and how it affected your life thereafter? I'm going to use this. Um, you said, including installing of a new belief that I am enough. So I did my breakthrough mm-hmm. techniques on myself uh, and that realization. And, and you got to a place where you finally felt like you were more than enough. Yeah. Yeah. It feels really good. Because yes, I did get through a lot of the negative, I'm going to call them negative emotions around not feeling like I was enough or valued. And then I ended up not only getting through those, but parenting my own thoughts. Also, not allowing myself, not allowing my thoughts to take me down the hole to nowhere and parenting them so that they would be as positive as possible. And then changing my beliefs, um, which would support my thoughts and actually staying positive. And here's what is, I think, one of the worst problems these days is that um, uh, people, don't know how to change their beliefs. They don't even know what's going on half the time because it's subconscious, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where it creates so much havoc because if we knew what to do, if we knew it was there in the first place, and then if we knew what to do, well, of course we would do it, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And according to uh, quite a few people, we have like 50 to 75,000 thoughts a day. And most of those are negative. Imagine that, (laughs) right? So, (laughs) right. So I can teach people ways, lots of ways now to keep turning their thoughts around, but there are so many thoughts to turn around. 
it's still almost impossible, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it still helps, right? But it's, it's not enough. So if I can change a person's belief to a positive belief, then that can change a whole bunch of thoughts yeah. of those negative thoughts. Exactly. Yeah. So that they're not even negative anymore. They don't even come up anymore. Mm-hmm. And so they don't even rear their ugly heads. And so people suddenly started telling me, oh, wow, I've got so much more joy. They describe it as also having much more space. It's like more space out there, more space in their brains. Um more space to create the magic, the miracles, which I think we are really created to do, but we don't have space for it because we've got all these negative thoughts that are filling the space. So, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? So that's, I, I made that discovery and I thought, oh, wow, that's, this is like really great. I can change my beliefs. And that can take care of so many thoughts that now I'm ahead of the game, right? I'm not always behind the eight ball trying to catch up. And now I'm creating more of what I want in my life instead of just waiting to see what happens. And so those are some of the big breakthroughs that I realized, wow, yeah, this can be done. And and some other things about um, how our perceptions really change the game as well. Because sometimes when things happen, either in childhood or in adulthood, um, the thing that happens is not always the way we perceive it. Sometimes we perceive it as much worse than has actually happened but it doesn't matter because the way we perceive it is what creates our beliefs for the rest of our life, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and then if it was a negative perception, then, oh boy, here we go again. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. When, that, when that's, yeah. But when that's changed to a positive, I get so excited about this because things change really dramatically and quickly and easily because we don't have to keep re-talking about it, rethinking about it because it's just not there anymore. It's gone. I love it. I'm excited. Isn't it cool? <laughs> I'm really yeah, excited to know more, Deborah. <laughs> more, more, thank more. You. I want more. That's <laughs> <laughs> very sweet of you. <laughs> well, I'm not even trying to be kind. I'm serious. <laughs> thank you i'm very serious so with all of what has transpired so far what do you see is your next level of juicy for you the next one three or five years yeah yeah well i went all of these hundred thousand women to come to me, <laughs> men can come too if they want. And I really would, I'm laughing, but this is really serious. I would really love to get to all of these people and have a lot of much happier people um, on the planet who are living their most wonderful lives possible and with ease, joy, 
grace and in the way that they would like to live their lives. And they don't have to be thinking about all the negative thoughts because guess what? Their heads are full of all these positives. And, and also my course is out. That's, that's a part of it because that's going to support, you know, getting to that many people. And to your point, mm -hmm. uh, teaching more people what I do so that the word can spread much faster, much faster. Brilliant. I'm excited. Good. <laughs> I don't doubt that at all. It's a, a, a great, <laughs> a great, a great fire. And I love that all of the, the, the women that are showing up, uh, there's that are in the same kind of, you know, my, my, my whole purpose to my life is all about amplifying self-love, true self-love. Right. So we can live from that selfful yes, place, yes. right? Owning your voice and claiming joy. You want exactly the same thing. Exactly. Right? And so mm -hmm. yep. there's a, a, a different delivery a product, mm -hmm. whatever that might be, that inspiration. Mm -hmm. And there I'm, I'm noticing how much that's growing. And that's really exciting to me because that's how we're going to change the world. That is how we're going to change the world. You got it. Yeah. 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 I just got off the phone with a lady who um, she's, well, she's one of my clients and she is getting this big time. Her life is changing from the inside out. Mm -hmm. And so she's much happier, much more, what do you call self-fulfilled? Self-full. Self what did you Self say? Self-full. Self I love that. Self-full. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. She's much more self-full. Thank you. And, and her life is like, she's got all these, she calls it magic and miracles, all these things happening that are just amazing. And when, yeah, isn't that great? And when something happens that doesn't look like it's like the greatest, um, it still turns out, you know? So she says, even the things that aren't good are good. You know, everything ends up as good. Um, but, but it's very interesting because to your point, I'm also out to change the world. Mm -hmm. And this is what's happening around her. Her family members that maybe she had some challenges with a while back, which she did. Um, suddenly, those are easing. There, she's got many more like best friends, good friends. All of her relationships are getting much deeper. And she realizes how at a very deep and expanded level, mm -hmm. how her healing is affecting so many people around her. When she goes out to, you know, into the, the city or, you know, goes into a store or something, everybody greets her in a certain way, like she's really something special, which of course she is, but, you know, her, she's living a conscious life. And people see that they want that they may not walk up to you and say, wow, what have you got? I really want that. You know, they usually say, oh, your hair looks beautiful today. 
right? Mm-hmm. Or are you wearing new makeup? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but what they're really seeking, <laughs> right? What they really want what you got. I want what you got. <laughs> right, exactly. This amazing energy because they see someone who's really living their lives, wow. like really living their lives. That's and great. so that's what I mean when I say, yeah, I, I'm out to change the world. And I know you are too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what could you share with the listeners right now? Cause I know they're going, tell me what I can do. I want that. I want that. Right. And that is, so what do you do on a daily basis that keeps you in that cleaned up space in your heart and your brain and, and uh, the practice that you apply every day? And something that perhaps they could do. One thing I do, I don't know how many of your listeners are intuitive. Um, I'm extremely intuitive. This works, especially if you're intuitive. I think everybody is. They're just maybe not in touch with it. That's right. Uh, Not everybody. Yeah. But that's okay. But this is an, an intuitive process. And if they can't get it today, that's okay. They'll get it at some point. Um, but let's say, mm, well, let's go back to the problem that I was talking about earlier when, when I was talking about not being enough and, but I didn't know that part yet. Um, I was just feeling like, wow, why am I doing so much? And I'm not getting really the acknowledgement that I would like, or even if I am getting acknowledgement, I feel super heavy, like an empty and one of the questions I always ask myself is, what is this? And I'm asking it out loud. And, and what are you directing the question I'm to? Just, it's for me, we, I'll just explain this this way. We all have an inner knowingness. We know everything that's ever happened to us. We have so much inner wisdom that we don't even we're not even in touch with and it's so much greater than any of us knows i'm pretty sure <laughs> because every time you ask this question you will always get an awareness and awareness is different than an answer an answer is your runaway monkey mind mm-hmm. that may think it knows the answer so it's like that that quick response, that probably isn't the answer, (laughs) right? But if you wait a little bit longer and and just keep asking this question, what is this? So my feelings of like excessive overworking, what is this? You know, this, this can't be the way that I want to live the rest of my life. So what is this? And if you wait for a little while, you will get an awareness. And that's different. Um, I teach people how to be intuitive, by the way. But the awareness, the intuition feels different than just the monkey mind. And when you get the awareness, you may get um, like a picture, like I was describing earlier, or something might have a beam behind it. That's kind of the way my awareness works. Like someone shines a light (laughs) behind the answer. It was great in school, by the way, (laughs) in middle school, (laughs) I had it. I knew the answers. It was really cool. But anyway, 
um, it's kind of a joke, but, <laughs> but for this, it's fabulous because your body does know your brain body system knows what the awareness is and it knows and knew in my case that, wow, I was overworking because I was still seeking my mother's love. And I didn't think that it was enough. And then when you get that awareness, um, just start looking and asking, where has this occurred in the rest of my life? Mm -hmm. And you'll get time after time after time after time. And then you will realize, wow, this is a pattern. This is a pattern in my life. And it's not what I would call a positive pattern. And so from that base, you can then, it's like a, a, a board off which you can jump and actually do something about it. Since you know that now you don't feel like you're enough, then if you know how to change beliefs, you can change your own beliefs and do some other things, or you can go to someone who can change beliefs and change those beliefs and those patterns. And then your whole life gets to be different. Um, so that's something that I do all the time. I can also say, and for you and your listeners, you can also say at what age. When was the first occur? time this happened? So usually you can do that. You bet. Could do that too, right? Um, it may have, mm -hmm, may have occurred at different, like multiple points. Oh, for sure. And sometimes you'll have to, yeah. Sometimes you'll have to address all of those, but sometimes there's like a, a point, like I said before, at which it, you were particularly vulnerable. And that's at the point when you go back and you do, you know, teach them some things so they can heal around that point. Again, everything is better after that. I know. And you have a whole so bunch of I'm, tools as far as changing the beliefs is concerned, for sure. I have another, I have yeah. another friend that's actually written a book that's uh, all based on patterns and it's deconstruction. Oh, yeah. It's de deconstructing the pattern so that a new pattern can show up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. You bet. So. Yeah. Right. Right. Because if you have old patterns, you just have old patterns. It's like, um, what is the definition of insanity? Doing the same, doing the same thing, thing over, over and over, and over. And expecting a different result. Right. Right. Absolutely. But people don't realize that they live their lives that way because they don't even know they're stuck in a pattern. Sometimes they just know things aren't going well. It's, it reminds, yeah. it reminds me of an old, it reminds me of this old cartoon um, <laughs> uh, from being a kid. And it was, I, I don't, it was on, I think it was on the Bugs Bunny show or something. And it was this little kid trapped in a, in a playpen and he would just keep walking, bump his head, turn around and go bump his head, turn around and go bump his head. <laughs> yeah. That's what a pattern yeah. is, right? Yeah. I, keep hitting, I keep hitting my head on exactly. there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definition of insanity. But I don't know. <laughs> and I don't know if you have heard that. Um, there, there's a, a, 
I think Toyota came out with a slogan maybe maybe a year or so ago. And I, I totally believe this because when you can get through patterns and change your beliefs, I believe everything is, is possible. Mm-hmm. I don't believe there's anything impossible anymore. And their slogan is, let's see, start your impossible, let's see, start your impossible today. And change it into I'm possible. <laughs> yeah, make it possible. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's a beautiful note to uh, a beautiful note to uh, end our close up, wrap up this call. And uh, thank you so much for sharing your journey and the the miracles that you've created in your life that have transformed your life. It's wonderful to hear and it's a wonderful share. So I just want to recap a little bit as far as a couple of things are concerned. And that is, is that we can reframe, change our perspective and know that addressing a thought is kind of like trying to address a behavior. If you don't change what's going on on the inside, the behavior will always return. And when we shift our beliefs We can collapse a lot of those thoughts so that they literally vanish as opposed to Mm -hmm. taking, taking one small little bit at a time and moving it over (laughs) or one weed at a time and let, and then it grows back and we're pulling it out again. Let's stop repeating the same thing. Right. And to take the time out to spend, (laughs) take the time out to spend in awareness that time that you spend every morning, what is this? When something comes in, what is this? And I love that exercise because if you can do something, like we always talk about setting up our day, right? And there's always things that we can do Mm -hmm. to set up our day or end our day. I I love to do things in action of the day. Oh, Mm -hmm. I just got an awareness. I can stop for a minute and ask the question, what is this? Mm-hmm. and rest in that so I can make those changes. I'm going to leave a lots of information to get connected with Deborah and whatever she's got going next. I mean, if you, if you suffer from PTSD, she's got a wonderful book that we're going to share in the podcasting information. And uh, she's developing some courses that are going to be group and also recorded And so we'll be looking forward to all of those things. And hopefully she's going to send out some dates as to when these are going to be coming. And she is an overexceller. So it'll probably be tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. (laughs) So thank you listeners for being here today. Thank you, Deborah, for being here today. And I want you all to remember you are a miracle. Thanks for being here. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and we'll see you next time.